Welcome back to the Geared for Growth Property Investing Podcast bonus series on the property investing journey from start to finish. Gosh, that's becoming a mouthful. I'm your host, Mike Mortlock, and today we're talking about the importance of hiring a team of experts to join you along your property investing journey. What value do they bring? Can you do it yourself? How much should you pay? And who do you need on your team as a property investor? These are all topics that we're going to discuss with previous guest and ex-bean counter to the stars, Samantha Dean. Here's Samantha. Sam Dean, welcome back to the Geared for Growth Property Investing Podcast. Mike Mortlock, it is absolutely amazing to be here. No accountant slamming today? Uh, No promises. Um, And for anyone that loves accountant slamming, episode 113 of this show, I give Bean Counters an absolute toweling for being devoid of personality and wit. Um, But Sam's an obvious exception to that rule, hence I've invited her back on. But on this format of the podcast, this is the bonus series where we're looking at property investing from start to finish. And we've got to the point where we've got a bit of an idea about what we want to buy, but we're now at the point where we need to decide, well, are we going to do this all ourselves? Do we take that hard-earned money that we saved or found in equity and throw it at an expert to help us or pocket that cash and make perhaps the purchasing go a little bit further. Now, Sam, you're an expert in stuff. Uh-huh. Um, this is this is maybe you being speaker one for the affirmative. Like what is the value of an expert and creating an expert team when you're doing something like property investing? Well, um, first of all, guys, I then slam back on, on accountants. So if you're an accountant listening, it's a worthwhile conversation um, to listen to. And second of all, I'm I am why well, I'm an accountant by qualification. Um, I I do everything from I, I help experts um, a lot to you know really get that connection to the the problem that people are looking at and, and um, solving. So this is a great topic, I think. So I've always been um, so I'm a coach by trade. That I should <laughs> say that that sentence didn't actually make any sense, but anyhow. Um, so I have um, always been a absolute advocate of it's not the what and it's it's about the who. And I think if you're ever going to if you're going to make a really um, big jump in your life, and obviously property investments is a big if you particularly um, the first one or the second one is a big shift. So you do want to make sure that you have the right who around you who can help you with the what. So I think it's really important. Um, to have the appropriate people um, around you. But it's also really important um, to understand their value and for them to make you understand the value that they bring to you. And we'll drill down on that a bit more, I'm sure. Yeah, and when we're interviewing an expert, so say in the property investing space, there's a there's a few obvious things that we can look at for experts that you can do without or experts that you have to have. Like mm-hmm. an accountant would be an example of someone that you have to have because, well, I suppose technically you can do your tax return, but I think property investors are all agreed that you really shouldn't because once you have a property, there's some complexity. But uh, someone like a buyer's agent is an optional person uh, to help. So how would you go about sort of mulling that over in your head? Is it worth spending, say, ten or $20,000 to engage an expert like this? How do we do that sort of expert value analysis? 
Um, well, first of all, you need to sit down and um, really understand what you want um, out of the property. So if this is something that you're doing as a one-off, um, it's a different result than if you're going on to say, hey, this is something I might want to look at over time to build a property investment too, then it might be a bit more of an education and knowledge journey as well. Um, so if it is something that you want to learn, you want to put experts around you that actually ask questions of yourself and then you can ask questions of them and that they can then um, educate you as you go. Now, can I just say that's um, that's what we work on a lot um, with all the expert businesses because it's about sharing knowledge. So if, if it's about you really being a curious person and expanding at that, at that, you should actually talk to experts. To me too, you know, you, you talked about buyer's agents. Now they're easy to monetize because you can actually um, understand that they might be able to go in and really, um, you know, um, know the property, what it would be sold for and how, buy, you know, buyers do pay over the top. So they will be able to go in and, and buy these for the right amount of money. So it's easy to monetize. But experts... Um, you know, other styles of experts like quantity surveyors, um, like knowledgeable accountants or um, not just, you know, straight dislodge the tax return, but people who will actually give you information about how to maximise your tax, um, maximise your tax depreciation and all of that sort of stuff, um, you know, need to have a real knowledge element about them too. So you have to have a, you know, if you're a curious person, you want to have all those results. If you're more of a, I just want to get it done um, and um, I don't really want to know about person, then you, what I would do is actually go and ask your friends or other people that you've seen through your networks who they have used. Mm -hmm. um, so they will give you experience. Um, so you don't have to actually get the curiosity going. But I always recommend getting curious and asking questions. I would go and find a, a colleague or a friend or someone who's done what you've done and ask them how they went and what their experience was um, and see who they used as well. But I do know also any expert will give you the time of day and have a 20-minute, 30-minute telephone conversation, so line them up and, and have a conversation. I want to talk to you about the questions because I think that's something that I want to dive into to okay. a little bit further. But I just picked up something interesting that you said, talking about a knowledge journey. So when we talk about assessing the value of an expert, the buyer's agents, as your example uh, shows, they can sort of negate their own fee by yes. negotiation, right? So if they cost mm -hmm. twenty grand and they get the property $30,000 cheaper, then that's already done, whether they're yes. providing other services like the due diligence or mm -hmm. there'd be a million different things that are thrown in and that kind of makes sense. But um, for other experts, it might not necessarily be I pay X and I get X times 2.5, but knowledge is is part of it as well. So if you're planning on doing this over and over again, you might want to engage an expert once, but sort of catalogue the experience and the mm. questions and the answers and there's value in that, right? Yes, absolutely. And that's where it makes it difficult because um, particularly for the way we've all been trained as um, serv expert service providers and also as expert service recipients, um, it's very hours for dollar. So if I, if you can show me how you'll save me money or you can show me how I'll make more money um, or save time, um, I will see that. So I will put an expert on, on occasions that I think 
um, will save me time, which is, you know, sometimes more important than money or time is money. But, mm. um, but then what happens though is I'll have to do that again and again and again, um, you know, over time. And I found that my own experience is too being a highly technical expert in a couple of er- in, in areas that sometimes actually learning what someone else is doing for you is more important. And sometimes that means that I will actually use them more. But now I have an understanding and I value it. Mm. I understand the value to me. If I'm going to spend money that I have to spend, so if you're going to spend, I mean, obviously I'll talk from a tax accountant because I have been one of those in the past and, um, you know, work We'll have regrets, Sam. Hey? We all have regrets, Sam. <laughs> I got one in. But the knowledge that I have is sometimes yeah, a little bit too a much big, knowledge. Big you know. price to pay for the knowledge having the to pay for the knowledge. But um, the thing about, say, tax is it affects us all, all the time. And if you learn and to get um, to understand the concept and understand the, the what account tax accountants and et cetera actually go through, you'll actually, and actually, even if you have to pay tax, um, the, you know, what what they have put into it and then also what they've saved you even though it might be paying tax or mm. what how they're protecting you if protection is more important to you or anything like this you will understand the value so they won't be such grudge purchases because nothing you know i think another thing that we forget in the value chain of knowledge time money and energy and then if you're sort of spending money and you don't understand the value of that money and the only thing that you should never understand the value of stamp duty because I just don't get that, yeah. that is a grudge purchase and you should be pissed off about it, but everything else <laughs> is value. Like, But if you get an expert who does not, does not um, explain and make sure that you understand in your own head what's going on, you're not getting the value you could otherwise get. So ask questions. Now, if you ask lots of questions and they don't answer them in a way you understand, um, you won't be able to get the knowledge that you need. Mm. Um, This is a big investment for yourselves. Like property is big. It's a big shift and it's important. And then if you don't ever go to an um, expert that doesn't ask you lots of questions as well, that's a that's a beautiful segue because I wanted to to ask about questions, um, <laughs> but I also want to circle back on a point that you made um, that you might have hired experts in the past with the idea of that being a one off transaction, but as you've asked them questions to help with this one off transaction, you've actually delved deeper into their area of expertise and you've learnt what you don't know or what they can do better than you and they've become a recurring thing. And I think that's sort of where we want to get to with our experts is if if we're thinking as a one-off and then we'll learn and we'll do it from ourselves. Like if they can prove that they can bring so much more value than you can because that's their trade craft, then that makes them a good expert. But when it comes to the questions... Can I I give you an example of that one? Please, yes. Obviously, I'm a tax accountant, so I understand the value of having... You know, when I've had a rental property or anything, I had a, you know, tax depreciation schedules done by quantity surveyors um, that MCG does. Um, and when I got to know these guys, um, Mike Morklock is, you know, a quantity surveyor with MCG. And um, I've got regrets I, too, I guess. You've got regrets as <laughs> well. But when I got to know them more and what their expertise was, um, I got to know the whole, co- the 
cost estimation side of it as well. And then we explored the insurance um, cost estimation replacement cost side. Um, and that opened up a whole new thing to me to get a whole lot more knowledge about my biggest investment, which at the moment for me is my house, my personal house, um, and spend some money there that gave me so much more valuable information because I took the time to find out more about it. Um, and while it didn't, it, it hasn't saved me any money at all, it has actually given me more knowledge about if something happens to my house, um, it's given me more knowledge about the insurance and the cover that I've got. And what it's done is given me a whole matrix that I can now make decisions I know that my house is significantly undervalued um, as, sorry, not undervalued. Um, well, I mean, I already knew it was overcapitalized. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I also did not understand the concept of how um, much if your house gets destroyed, it's not just about the building cost. Mm. Um, it's about, you know, the holding cost, um, the clearing, the site preparation, you know, all of this sort of stuff. But also I got to then look at, well, what are the chances are complete wipeout or bits of wipeout? I was able to then take it to my other expert who I fortunately have a really good one and that's insurance brokers. I think they're an understated expert. Um, if you get a good insurance broker, it is one of your biggest costs in everything. And if they can sit down and um, really explain, we sat down and we used the information to make really knowledgeable decisions now I had to say, okay, I'm quite, I might quite, I, I increased our insurance slightly by a hundred odd dollars a year. Um, but now I know exactly what's going to happen if something does happen. So that was an example of going because transactionally, yes, I had to have a tax, I want a tax depreciation so I can write my tax off. But then further conversation and curiosity got me to, oh my goodness, now I have this great information about my house. Um, and I know more about my biggest asset. Yeah, and experts won't always be paying for themselves in in money return, no, uh, but that is not the best way to to value them because there's there's security, there's knowledge, there's there's just peace of mind and psychological well being. Knowing but that, also, can yep. I further extend that? Most experts, and what I mean by expert is people who have worked hard on qualifications to um, usually some kind of compliance involvement or some mm. kind of legislation so they won't add value to your top line or even your bottom line um what they're doing is more than likely protect so you think about lawyers if you need something legal you go to them you think yep. about um in quantity surveying it's tax depreciation not so much the cost it's you have to get one of them to be able to claim your tax um Account tax accountants in particular, you know, obviously they've got the double whammy lucky draw in that it's actually illegal if you don't do their service, mm -hmm. um, if you don't lodge your tax return. So they, they've got a really nice marketing thing going there. But every most experts are actually a grudge purchase in a way because somebody tells you that you have to go to that person if you want to rely on the information. Mm. Um, yeah, marketers, um, buyers, agents and that sort of stuff um, they also that they can add to your bottom line, but the qualifications aren't necessary compliance qualifications. Mm, that's right, and uh, I guess there's a lot of uh, rhetoric in the buyers agent space about qualifications at the moment, which is probably a good segue into getting into the questions. The two yes. parts are: 
what what questions should you ask them? And an expert should also ask you questions. Like a buyer's agent might not necessarily say, where do you want to buy? They might say, what is your actual financial goal? Where are you trying to get? How, how do we... How do we determine a good expert by the questions that they ask Ask, and what questions should we throw at experts? The Give for Growth Property Investing Podcast is presented by our business, MCG Quantity Surveyors. If you're an investor or a property professional looking to get the best tax depreciation deductions for yourself or your clients, please get in touch with us at mcgqs.com.au. It's our mission to help as many property investors as we can to maximize their claims and maximize their property education as well. Okay, so for, first of all, you, no expert can be great for you unless they completely understand what you want. Um, so they can be the best expert in their line. They could you know, do a test on it. But if you're getting expert advice and what your perception and expectations of what you want is different from theirs, doesn't really matter how good they are. Mm. So the first question anyone should ask you is, what is it that you want? So if somebody doesn't lead, if if you're first up with a person and they don't lead with a question to you about that, stop the conversation. Yep. Because what they could, you know, and I'll give you an example of what shouldn't happen. So if I'm, you know, talking to Mike about my expertise, which is helping businesses grow, um, and I just start telling Mike how I can help his business grow without asking what he wants out of life. Um, you know, I'm just pitching. Mm. Um, so and that's they the want a thing. declining business, <laughs> just just so, for the fun of it. You know, I know, I know it sounds obtuse. I know it sounds very obvious, but you think about all the people. You know, everyone listening, think about the last person that you rang, like electrician or anybody. Um, uh, just say, what is your expectations? What do you want from this? Yeah. And if they're not, uh, if you, they can't answer, because if someone says to me, well, I want to make my, uh, you know, I'm, I'm coming to you because I want to make a million dollars next year, I'll, you know, my expectate, you know, I'll say, okay, well, I'm not sure if I can do that for you, um, mm. but let's explore it further. Um, let's see where you're at and what you're doing. So um, that's the first question. Yep. What do they ask you first? Yep. And what do we throw at them? How, how do you how do you tease out a good expert? Um, how do you tease out a good expert? That's a great question. Um, first of all, they should. I like, suppose they should, should, they should announce themselves, right? Like because they'll be putting it back on you. You might ask them a question. They go, "Great question," but before I can answer that, you know, where do you want to be? For, where for do you want to be? So, yeah, so that exactly. could actually potentially solve that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yes, and then, you know, another a great expert. The thing is that experts aren't trained to do that. So that's what you need to look for, someone who's curious and making sure that they can actually match your expertise with theirs. I think that the next thing is is that um, if you you work through all that, the next one is can I talk to somebody else that you've worked with? I'm not really, you know, clear on this or uh, I want want trust. Um, That's why it's really good to be recommended to somebody. Yes. as, as that. So p- experts should be willing to give you um, a couple of people that they can talk to, you can talk to, um, you know, as a good result. Now, if you're talking about a four or $500 ta- like tax depreciation schedule or something simple, obviously that wouldn't be the case. You're just trying to find if they were um, experienced. Sorry, that was a podcast blooper there. 
<laughs> we'll keep that one in. I've got my own podcast and I can't believe I just did that. But anyhow, <laughs> um, yeah, ask the question. Um, and the other one you want to ask is, is if that all goes through, the other one is, hey, can I just um, say back to you what I thought my understanding of our conversation is? Yeah. So um, my understanding, technique. yeah, is is that you're going to do a tax depreciation f- schedule for me. You're going to do it within six weeks. You know, if I was talking to Mike and he's the expert, you're going to do it in six weeks' time. I'm going to do this. You're going to do this, and that's going to happen, and this will be the result. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't do that back to an expert, you, you know, with your expectations, um, and, you know, that's the classic thing. So make sure. Just make sure you're on the same line. If you if you're having to do that, um, though, and if it's a low cost expert, as I said, like a four or five hundred dollars, it doesn't really matter. But if you're spending a lot of money and you're really got an emotional tie to what you're doing, and often buying property is a significant emotion in it, mm. um, you know, you you really want to be looking at that. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's a it's a huge commitment. Not just to say if we're looking at a buyer's agent or a similarly priced expert, it's a huge financial commitment just in and of itself. But the property investing game is a huge financial commitment and can have a, a really large impact on your life. Um, Sam, we are uh, basically running over time here because we're having too much fun. I think. But <laughs> can you can you circle us back with your top tips on how to find an expert? Um, first of all, number one, be clear on what you want. So if you're not clear on what you want, that's okay too. Have some questions so you can get clear. So have an understanding of what you want from those particular experts. Yep. Um, make sure they ask you questions and they're curious about you and your situation because quite sometimes you might not ever need the service. Yep. You might have been told that you need it, whatever it is, um, but just sometimes just because someone says you should have something doesn't mean you really need it. Um, so a good expert will go, I don't think you actually need what I've got, but I might know somebody who hmm. does. Um, and then make sure you understand what it is that they're giving you for the money. Beautiful. I think that's a very clear framework, a clear synopsis that's going to empower us to make these decisions about the experts. And I think it's absolutely critical to have a team of experts around you when you're undertaking something so important as property investing. So, Sam, thank you for coming back despite all the verbal abuse. And (laughs) we'll see you again soon for some more uh, accountant hate mail. I will look forward to it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Cheers. Bye.